Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, Wildcats. It's your boy, Kev. Just coming at you like another piece of shit Medea movie. And this is just a disclaimer to let you know that we are a comedy and crime podcast. So even though we do cover many serious cases and true events, we do like to throw in some dark humor and inappropriate jokes. And even though our sense of humor is pretty dumb and not meant for everyone, I guarantee we're better than a Medea family funeral that came out on March 1st, 2019. And if it's not, then we will cancel the show. We will shut the show down. What else did I want to say? Was that the whole disclaimer? Did I get everything? Alrighty. Well, thank you everyone for listening and giving us a chance, and we hope you enjoy the show. I do want to apologize. Some of the audio quality on uh, on two of the mics were a little um, a little wonky at times on this one. And also, just a quick apology for those that just like to get right into the case. At the beginning of this, we talk about some stuff. So the actual case, I think, begins between like 15 and 20 minutes into the episode. But already, thank you all for listening. Hashtag wild man, baby. Ready for the big ride, baby. Well, I'll never forget the first time I had sex. I'll never forget that magic day No, I'll never forget I made a promise I promised everyone about that day September 11th Was the first time I had sex And I made a promise A promise I can't forget I can't believe that I had sex Alright fellas, like we practiced Yeah Two, three, four Come on down Come on down Welcome everyone to The Brothers Commonplace, a comedy and crime podcast where we cover monsters, murders, mysteries, and and more. And before we get into today's Vault 101 episode, I want y'all to meet my favorite little tiki torch guys. Uh, What's going on guys? This is Tim, or Scratch and Sniff as they call me on the playground. (laughs) (laughs) I I just thought of that just now. I didn't have one. Hey guys, it's Toof, or as they like to call me because of my body hygiene and put me on the $20 bill, Harry Tit Tub Man. <laughs> kind of, do you guys remember? I had like a brother movie that was kind of that a long time ago. Oh my remember. god, fuck yeah. He just stole it. What's up everyone? This is Spence. 
Also known as It's Not the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. (laughs) Because it's fucking pumpkin beer season again, and I hate that shit. (laughs) I'm drinking one right now. It's Not the Great Blumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, Oh, yeah, 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 baby. Blumpkin. When is the Blumpkid uh, due? 2-2-2020. Oh, hell yeah. Damn. Hell yeah. Fucking Blumpkid, baby. And it's your boy Kev, a.k.a. the Dirty Dog, and for all my Spanish listeners and fans of Tommy Boy out there, Come on a sonrisa, eres tu, eres tu, I see, I see, eres tu. Watch Tommy Boy the other nice. day. That was a great movie. I thought you were going to say, go back to where you came from, MAGA 2020. This is MAGA country. Fuck yeah. This isn't funny at all, but all the time now, like whether I'm just at work or just at home, I always freak out. I'm like, oh shit, where'd I? Have you seen my MAGA hat? And it's not (laughs) funny to anyone but me. (laughs) Then you realize that Andrew took that shit a while ago. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Dude, imagine if every time Andrew goes to the bathroom at work, hidden behind the toilet in a Ziploc bag is a MAGA hat that he puts on. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> He's like that fucking squid <laughs> in, like, in that cartoon. Whatever. I don't know what it is, like a hillbilly squid dude, but it's just oh, Andrew in a MAGA hat. Yeah. Yeah. He stole it to complete his fucking shrine of Arnold in his closet. <laughs> oh. <laughs> imagine, hey, Arnold, but he just wore a MAGA hat. Just has a fucking man. Blue one. Oh, oh man. fuck! Remember yeah, when dude. fucking Andrew like lived on Timmy's floor and supported himself entirely with sperm bank donations? <laughs> <laughs> we called it the freeloader. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I've been doing this other thing that's not funny either. Just going along with my little intro thing, where yeah. I've been changing song lyrics. Like instead of memory, I just been saying ram. And then I just stop there. So it's never funny at all. But I think my favorite one so far is, One night, one more time, thanks for the ram. Oh, and then I just stop. Yeah. Did you do that? I could be your ram. And said I could be your memory. Country guys think you're talking about pickup trucks. <laughs> so alrighty, thank you to everyone that sent us those nice and wonderful messages and made episode 100 a great milestone for us. Hashtag wild man all around to you beautiful boys. And wild woman. Thanks, T-Bro Nutsacks. Oh, fuck yeah. And wild woman and wild kid and all the other wild people out there. And I do want to mention, I I know we just spent five minutes talking about bullshit, but there are a few things I want to talk about real quick before we jump into today's case. So if this is like your first episode or (laughs) you just want to get straight to the case, I'd probably fast forward like five minutes or something. You fast forward the whole thing. Yeah, just go to the end. Yeah. Uh, here, two swords of wisdom. There should be a skip button somewhere. Just get it over with. Skip. <laughs> so, so we were talking about possibly starting up like a Snapchat group. Like, uh, there's like Facebook groups and things like that. But I don't use Facebook. But we do have a Snapchat group. It's just us and Australian Daniel currently. But we were thinking about maybe getting. Just having all of our listeners that want to be part of it, send us a message and we'll add you to it. Just something we can send funny shit to each other and it doesn't even have to just be podcast stuff, just anything funny or just anything at all, really. Just something fun to do. And honestly, if you just come for the Australian Daniel, we totally understand. It's fucking worth it. Yeah. It's fucking worth it. 
Yeah, so if you want to, if you're already my friend on Snapchat or if you just want to join the group, my Snapchat is kgreen6337 and send me a message saying you want to be part of it and then I'll add you to the group or have Spence add you. I forget how it works. Can anyone just do it? I think so. Cool. So yeah, I think that'd be something cool, something fun to do. It's not your password too, right? In case you get get hacked again, my friend. No. Oh yeah, I forgot. Your fucking password's Sloppy Joe Dick anyway. All right. Yeah, yeah, dude. Just because that's the nickname my dad gave me when I was six. (laughs) (laughs) They haven't got me yet because mine's Sloppy Joe Dick too. So they haven't haven't (laughs) figured that part out yet. He named you that because like uh, it's just somehow when he said when you were younger you got buns. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Uh, also, since uh, iTunes has a new true crime category, we are true crime and also comedy, so we should pop up in those charts if we ever uh, get big enough. When we first signed up or switched it over to true crime, we were like right around 150, 130, and then we immediately dropped off. So I don't exactly know how this works, but like every other day, we're like 125, 130, and then 400 the next day, and we just nice. keep bouncing in and out. But it looks like no one else moves. So I really don't know how how this whole thing works. But if you want to help us out and if you haven't left us a review, subscribed, or shared with friends, that'd be super cool. So we can try to keep up in there. If not, that's fine. And then the last thing I wanted to mention is that um, I don't know if you guys listen to uh, Joe Rogan or not. Do you guys? Yeah. I know Tooth does sometimes. Fair amount. I, I don't usually. They do something called Sober October. Like they partake in that oh, where it's like a month yeah. long thing. And I thought it'd be kind of cool if we did something like that, where like for the month of October, like it doesn't have to be sober October, but like something that we all do, whether it's like don't drink soda or beer for the month or don't eat fast food or something like that. I don't know. We'll have to mm. think about it. Don't trim um, our bushes. Oh, fuck. Don't trim our bushes. Hey, I'm, I'm already fucking leading you guys in that one. Right now. <laughs> but but something like that, and I thought maybe we could have listeners of the show give us ideas, and then maybe we'll put a poll on our Patreon or something. You guys could vote on it. And like then that. if listeners want to fucking go along with it, too, they could message us like their status and updates, like how they're doing with whatever we're doing. Yeah, show us some bushes, man. Send us the pictures. Something could be good. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be bush trimming, but it could be. It could I just mean, be like bush listening. So. Like a bunch of 70s Playboy magazines. <laughs> You have to trim your bush while listening to Glycerine. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm down with mustache month. Alrighty. <laughs> so yeah, so that's just a couple ideas, a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, you guys got anything before we jump into the case? I think so. For mustache month, too, if you have to grow a mustache that's wider than just directly underneath your nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know Stiller. if he can do that, man. That's not in his blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, not in his genes. I'm not going to steal Andrew's look, okay? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, my kid is going to be uh, 25% Nazi. Yeah. His great-grandfather was legit in the SS. Yeah. Let's let's try to to bump that that number up a little bit. Uh, We we want like a 50%. (laughs) Let's try to bump that. How do we do we're gonna figure out how, but we we want to fucking we want a fifty percent. Just become a Nazi now. Oh shit! He's also gonna be if I can get this right. He or she is going to be fifty percent of two thirds of the evil axis. <laughs> well, Italy doesn't mean. count. You know what? He's all the. They're all the evil axis. <laughs> Okay, the last thing I want to mention, you guys see that the fucking bagel guy is going to fight Lenny Dykstra? Fuck yeah, I did not know that. 
He's going to get his like ass whooped. Dude, I straight up, I, I know this is wrong. I straight up, I hope Lenny Dykstra actually fucking kills him. Like, for real murders him. I hope he, like, uppercuts his head clean off. Wait, who the fuck's the I bagel guy? Did. Like, who is that? He's that, the the fucking little dude who got upset because dating sites? That guy? No, I'm not sure. He's five foot even, and he got mad at some point at a store because they're... He's like, dating sites, they don't give a fuck about me. I'm fucking five foot. They fucking treat me like shit. And then he, like, starts, like, mouthing off to people and gets his ass beat there, too. He's like, you can't tell me what to do. You're not my god or my father or something stupid like that. You're not my boss, my father, or my god. But he's trying to, like, sell hats and shit that say that. He's just an asshole. That's all he is. And he's trying to, like... He thinks he's a celebrity now, but he's just always constantly trying to be like a little tough dude and getting his ass beat. I really like Lenny Dykstra is a piece of shit, but I hope he just fucking kills this bagel guy. I hope somehow Lenny Dykstra kills the bagel guy and then he just Lenny Dykstra just becomes likable, like becomes a fucking hero. (laughs) Is Lenny? I hope. Is he the wrestler? I'm I'm a good guy now. No, No, Lenny Dykstra is the baseball. Yeah, it's Kenny baseball player. Kenny Dykstra, dude. Yeah, that's the that's the wrestler. Kenny, right? Yeah, yeah it's the same one. Yeah. Spirit Squad. He fucking beat Ric Flair once. <laughs> Who the fuck is Lenny Dykstra? Oh, dude, that's Lenny Dykstra. Fucking A, dude. He's gonna straight up fucking murder him. Dude, are you fucking... Ki- are you sure, man? Dude, all if you look at shit that Lenny Dykstra talks about, he just talks about eating girls' pussies. That's oh, like, fuck yeah. that's like all oh, he talks about. Okay, all right. Because I say the first <laughs> picture I found was this fat fucking old guy. Dude, he is. That's what he is. But he's fucking awesome. Is it a boxing match or is it MMA? It's like. I don't know how it's celebrity boxing. How is a fucking bagel guy a celebrity? Yeah, that's true. He's just a fucking little dude that no one likes. <laughs> like, no one likes this guy. Dude, Lenny, Lenny Dykstra's almost six him. feet tall. <laughs> dude, I hope he fucking straight kills him. Dude, Lenny Dykstra's nickname <laughs> is Lenny and Nails. Yeah, Nails, dude, because he's tough dude, as nails. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> he's fucking. He's been in so much trouble for dumb shit, dude. Like he's just a straight scumbag. He's like a huge scumbag. I hope he beats up the fucking bagel guy, bends him over, and fucks him, and says, "You're the pie now." <laughs> yeah. Uh, All righty. So we're fucking like twenty minutes in. We should start the episode. So here we go. Episode one hundred and one. And for this case, we are leaving our hometown of Ashland, Ohio, but we are still going to be staying in the old Buckeye State, right in the capital, straight out of Columbus, and by request from the old lady's grandmother, not to be confused with the the ex-girlfriend's grandmother, (laughs) who every time I see her, she reminds me of fucking Skyrim and going into the crypts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) The Draugr. Oh, my God, yes. The Draugr we're training. And you ever the, see uh, that Ke- meme? Hey, Kevin, you should probably be, uh, you know, scrubbing the side of this bar. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. And uh, a little bit unlike Skyrim, the reason you don't see her anymore is because that one time he got drunk at the party and tried to go diving in them tits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hold on, only happened <laughs> once. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the one time. Today's case is the mysterious murder of Mary Margaret... Nickname Peggy Andrews. Oh, so, Peggy Andrews. 
And uh, this is an interesting one. I've never heard of it before. But um, the old lady's grandma, she used to live in Columbus near where it happened. So she like remembers when this when this happened. And I think she was like friends with Peggy's cousin or something. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, I never heard of it. And she wanted me to check this one out. Mm-hmm. Thank God she doesn't listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll check it out. We just don't listen to it. Cause like, I mean, like three episodes ago, it was just a song about me. Like I, I don't know something with my grandma's pussy. I don't remember though. Oh yeah. <sighs> so so we don't get uh take part in any of this podcast controversy. We will name our sources right here: ColumbusMonthly.com, ColumbusNavigator.com, and Six One Four Now.com. So there's not a ton of information on this case, but everything we got was from those three websites. What's yeah, the uh, what's the controversy thing you just mentioned? Yeah. Um, did we like get in shit, t- or did someone else? No. Oh, okay. No, no one, no one listens to us. <laughs> no <laughs> one fucking, uh, I mean, we're not gonna, like, we're not gonna yell at ourselves. So we're the only ones that fucking listen. Like the top true crime podcast, or like one of them that's always at the top is uh, Crime Junkie. Yeah, I don't want to mess it up because there's one called Court Junkie, which we saw at the podcast convention, but it's not them. I'm pretty sure it's Crime Junkie. They don't, I guess they weren't saying their sources. And they were also like word for word almost stealing scripts from other true crime podcasts. Fuck yeah. Hashtag so, Wildman. <laughs> to where it was like super blatant. <laughs> and, and I mean, in like our first, like, I don't know, 80 episodes, we didn't list sources. Oh, which okay. I didn't even think about. Mm. I mean, I've been doing it for like the last couple months. You've been doing it for a while. But, and if it's ever word for word, I always say that quote. Yeah. What but, if, uh, uh, yeah, they would straight take, I guess, um, scripts that other podcasts researched and wrote up, and they oh, would shit. like kind of play it off. Like, it's almost word for word a script that another podcaster did. Wow. Imagine you hear that podcast, and they're like, all right, I got this idea for a movie. It's called Shit Socket Eye Hole. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I'd be fine with it. It needs more exposure. No, we can't have people stealing our best ideas. <laughs> yeah, they're like, all right, I hope you like this uh, this uh, end of the uh, this episode of Court Junkie. And now for words of wisdom, you see, me and Andrew, <laughs> we've been working at this, this, this fucking horse barn, all right? <laughs> Saddlebags. <laughs> you just stole... Fucking twos for the for tonight. He's like, fuck, that was exactly mine. And now, just to clarify, I I don't fully know everything about the whole crime junkie thingy, so I I, I have no idea what I could be wrong. I think that was a little bit about it. I mean, I'm not hating on him or anything. I know there's a lot of people that are giving him shit and hating on him, which yeah. I mean, rightfully so. If they stole someone else's script and did it, that's Over shitty. Here. But yeah, I don't know the details, so this is just me speaking about something I don't know anything about. It kind of sucks, like, I researched the wrong thing, because um, you told me uh, the other day, I over the phone when we talked, um, it must have been, like, must have been cut out or something. I thought you said Baggy Andrew, and I thought it was when we bought him all that Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, so, shit. Uh, there's not really sources on that one. So, Wait, I mean, which time? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, when I first started, okay, never mind. <laughs> it was just going to be pegging Andrew. <laughs> you should have finished okay, it. You should have finished it. <laughs> I didn't even get All right. Are you guys ready? Anything before we uh, start this 20 oh. minutes in? <laughs> Fuck, what are those? Is there pants called jeggings? 
<laughs> jeggings. <laughs> There's leggings. I think jeggings a thing where they're like jeans. Oh yeah, jeans yeah, jeggings are, are a thing. All right, dude. so yeah, Jake and Andrew. Okay, I had to get that out. <laughs> oh my god, dude! I'm going to Photoshop. I don't fucking know what jeggings are. I just googled them. The first thing that pops up is Paxson. And then it just looks like regular jeans. Yeah, they're like leggies, but like they look like jeans, I think. <laughs> Dude, one of my like most yeah. pussiest things that's ever happened to me in my life, I was at PacSun. I was buying something. I was probably like 16. I don't know. And uh, the guy at the counter asked me something. And I, I just kind of like stared at him blankly for a second because I didn't know what he said. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What was that? He's like, oh, you got too much on the gaydar. <laughs> and I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't defend myself. Holy I just shit. like put my head down, paid and left. <laughs> like I didn't even defend myself. Oh, yeah, I just, dude. it's crazy. That's the first day you met too. <laughs> Like I didn't fully understand what he meant by it. I don't know. That probably pretty much it was probably the same guy that thought you guys called him a rail pussy. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Have I told that? We've told that story, right? Yeah, I think more than once. I think honestly. Okay, but it you All can right. never have it enough. <laughs> uh, I guess okay. I'll tell it again real quick since we haven't started the episode. Anyways, <laughs> uh, one time at Cedar Point, we were on the Magnum, which I mean was the biggest coaster there at one point. And this was like 10 years after that. So uh, we were on the Magnum and uh, me and my buddy Jason were just sitting in the very back car. And the dude in front of us is just an older guy, like nothing, didn't even think about him at all. I don't even know what this was about at all. And we get off the ride and as we're leaving, he turns and stares us down and he's like, I don't appreciate the comments, boys. We're like, what are you talking about? You called me a rail pussy. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. What's a rail pussy? That's, that, is that, that anything? Guy. It's just that guy, I guess. <laughs> and, and I know this is going to sound w- weird, like made up, but I swear he had like an extra set of nostrils. It was oh, fucking weird. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay, don't Google... I googled rail pussy. Don't do that. <laughs> the first one, the the fourth, the fourth thing is sexy tweaker. Let me take pics and rail her pussy badly <laughs> oh, at the yeah. motel. Oh, fuck yeah, dude! Oh, the yeah. video that made my mom famous. Oh my god! Uh, alrighty, so let's get this fucking episode started. So to begin, we have a young woman by the name of Mary Margaret Andrews. But she goes by the nickname of Peggy. And Peggy, she was a student at Bliss College in Columbus, Ohio. Interesting. Yeah. Tim knows why, too. Alexa Bliss? Yeah, from Columbus. Yeah. I yeah. thought... Oh, I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. that's just it. I mean, Alexa Bliss is from Columbus. I wonder if that's, like, why she chose that name. Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. Huh. Yeah. I was going to make a joke about good morning, Miss Bliss. But oh. I didn't know if anyone would know what that was. <laughs> I've had a couple of those. <laughs> Good morning, Miss Bliss was just like the show before Say by the Bell. Oh. But it had like it had like Zach and Screech and a bunch of other idiots. Oh really? Wow. I don't remember yeah. that at all. So Bliss College, I couldn't find a whole lot of information on it, but I did come across an old newspaper from nineteen oh four that had some information on it. So quote straight from the newspaper. Bliss College has opened the door of success to hundreds of ambitious young men and women. It is the largest commercial college in Ohio and is well-known everywhere as a leader in business education. It is endorsed by leading educators and businessmen, 
has a large faculty of specialists and maintains a broad course of study. Uh-huh. And there's also a part in the newspaper where it says, quote, all combined course graduates of Bliss College have been placed into positions. To any person proving this statement false, we will donate $500 in cash. Oh, fuck. Yeah, let's, let's prove <laughs> yes. that shit false. We all got to pay rent somehow. I don't know why that's so fucking funny to me, though. Um, but yeah, the college had opened on September 5th, 1899, and closed on October 3rd, 1993. Yeah, so there's like not a whole lot of information out there on this college. But this this case, this case is going to take place in 1962. Okay. So Peggy Andrews, she is a 19-year-old college student. She's studying business at Bliss College, and Peggy was born May 3rd, 1943, in the small town of Wintersville, Ohio. Is there a birthday, too? What day? May, May 3rd? Nope. His is the 5th. Ah, oh, shit, I was close. Nope, the 4th. 4th. I always mix it up because oh, I yeah, think it's Cinco May the 4th. de Mayo. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Which, too, if I haven't forgot, I still got to get your birthday present. Dude. I've been looking. May the 4th be with you. I'm I'm still searching, but I think I got him, like, a fucking, like, Avengers thing or some shit that I found at Walmart. Just, uh... Just give me that fucking rip-off DVD that they made of Shit Sock and Eye Hole. The one that they did with uh, that actor from American Pie. Oh, yeah, Jason Biggs. It's called Shit Socket Pie Hole. (laughs) (laughs) On on 3D Blu-ray, please. (laughs) Now, Peggy's parents, their names were Alex and Mary, and she also had a brother named Patrick. And Patrick, he was seven years younger than Peggy, so that would have made him... Oh, my God. Okay, I'm so sorry. Spence just posted a fucking Photoshop picture of Andrew's face. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Who's that on? It's so good. Who, who's the girl? It's who's... just Jeggings. It's just Google oh, images. Jeggings. Jeggings. Yeah, okay, that's Jeggings. fucking good. Hey, Kev, uh, so who cares who that's on? I'm about to be on that. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So Patrick, he was seven years younger than Peggy, so that would have made him 11 years old when Peggy moved out and went to college. And Peggy went to a Catholic high school in Steubenville, Ohio, and she would graduate from there in 1961. She would attend Catholic Mass every morning and would, and would then write letters to her friends that included prayers that she would write for them. So that's super nice of her. Pretty cool. Uh, here's a quote. They'd see... O Mary conceived without sin, and St. Joseph pray for us, those two quotes, written in cursive at the top of the letter and immediately know that it was from Peggy. And Peggy also talked about one day becoming a nun. She also drew those S's that we used to draw in the 90s. <laughs> the fucking money, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, this was, this joke is going to be so fucking stupid. It didn't even make any sense. It was gonna, Steubenville? Wow, this is how bad this joke is. It was going to be that after American Idol, she's... I'm not even going to say oh, it. Just, it was gonna, the punchline was going to be Stutterville. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. Rubenville. Yeah. Ru- I couldn't decide on Rubenville or Stutterville. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to tell the joke. Dude, that's oh, actually not dumb. bad because Steubenville is where all those football players raped that girl. Oh, shit. Is it? Yep. I thought that was uh, the Duke lacrosse team. What, they have a fucking away game? <laughs> no, they just had an alumni game. <laughs> that's actually kind of weird you brought that up because we are going to segue into this uh, next part about never mind it's going to be a Brock Turner joke okay <laughs> oh, Jesus holy uh, shit so, <laughs> hopefully that guy's been murdered by now I, I don't think he's in trouble is he 
I mean, his face is out there. Like, like people are just going to kill him at one point, you would think. Yeah, but they might kill Michael Sarah by accident. That's yeah, true. They do <laughs> a lot of like, <laughs> <laughs> Me Spence talked oh, about yeah, this dude. yesterday. <laughs> Fuck, dude. Brock Turner. So Peggy, she would then immediately move out of her parents' home, and then she would move into a boarding house where she would share a room with two other women, and in total at this boarding house, there would be 18 co-eds and then two... Uh, what are they called? House mothers or something like that that were living yeah, there as the, well. Yeah, the house mothers. So she moves into this boarding house where twenty people are living total. That sounds kind of fun. Until Black Christmas happens. Oh, oh fuck yeah, dude! Fuck They're yeah, remaking that time. again. Again? Yeah. I didn't like the fucking remake. I didn't like any of them, but I'll fucking <laughs> still watch it. Hey, Daddy's home. That's so fucking dumb. So, so the, uh, yeah, I don't even want to talk. Oh, guys. so it really sucks. It? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, he is. I I'll I'll never forget that part where um where he comes in at the end and they're like daddy's home and then the one scared coed is like he may have been your father but he wasn't your daddy. <laughs> <laughs> that's just not what that's from, Kevin. <laughs> no, I know it's not from that. It's from like Guardians of the Galaxy. That's not what that's from, Kevin. <laughs> uh so Peggy, she after moving out, she was working full time during the day as an accountant secretary, and then at night, a couple days uh, a week, she would start taking her college business classes. And here's a quote from Columbus Monthly: Peggy was smart, well liked, and deeply religious. People close to her described her as being carefree and lighthearted. And another quote from Columbus Monthly. She was the kind of person who would befriend an outcast or welcome a girl new to town into her social circle. Childhood friends still refer to Peggy as the leader of their group, the one whose house was a frequent gathering place on a Friday or Saturday night. Memories of the neighborhood hayride during her 16th birthday party still make her friends smile. So, hell yeah, she sounds like a hashtag wild woman. She's a hardworking girl. She's working full time and taking night classes, and she's only 19. Andrew accidentally showed up a couple of times because you said gathering. <laughs> he got he got a little confused, but it's fine. It's fine. I was gonna say it still makes her friends smile, but since it was sixty years ago, they don't have any teeth anymore. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> but they have a mouthful of circus peanuts. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna say it now because it's already too late for you to edit it in. So I might as well just get it out. Yeah. Um. When you said that Guardians of the Galaxy line, I was trying to come up with one that was the uh the homeless guy from uh from Happy Gilmore. He looks over at Shooter and then <laughs> Billy Madison, and he says he might have been your golfer, but he wasn't your caddy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, you have oh, yeah, that one in. I like it. I'll edit that back, and when I go back and edit, <laughs> I'm also going to add in another Happy Gilmore joke, but it's just about Brock Turner and Shooter saying, play it where it lies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Holy yeah, shit. That's, that's one of the worst things I've probably ever said. Rules to live by. <laughs> <laughs> So here we go. The date is September 20th, 1962. It is a Thursday evening at around 5 p.m. And Peggy, she had just finished up at her job and she was going to be heading to class soon. But before heading over, she meets up with her two female roommates, Carol Maxwell and Carol Ike, and then two other classmates that were males. Were they white males? 
You're they, a they fucking, fucking white male. What was that, Carl the Cuck? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, no, he wasn't the one who said it. He was the one that, like, in the background, he's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I guarantee that kid plays bass. I guarantee it, dude. Oh, God. Because I played bass. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so before uh, heading over, the five of them, they meet right outside the accountant's office where Peggy's working. And this part is a little bit confusing, but I think the group, they all go to class together. But after getting out of class, Peggy, she had a cold. She wasn't feeling that great. And so she didn't want to ride on a like a, a full bus with a bunch of people. She just wanted to get home. So she hitched a ride with her friend and fellow classmate, Ron Negget. Oh. N-E-G-U-T-T. Negget. dude. There's so many jokes we can go with on that <laughs> no, one. No, dude. It's like a combination of yeah. the two words we're not allowed to say yeah. on this podcast. The F, the N. <laughs> well, let's just Fuck. turn it to the love connection name then. Robert. Yeah. No. Nigga. No. Uh, Robert. Ron. Hey, Ron. What's your favorite candy bar? What's your favorite part of it? The nugget. <laughs> <laughs> He took her home hoping that later they could both get naked. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one, dude. Uh, I mean, I uh, know for sure what he fucking orders at Wendy's. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Again. Yeah, dude. And I know what fucking NBA team he's representing. (laughs) The Nuggets. Okay. We went clean clean with it. That's good. Uh. What's funny is I couldn't actually tell if you said which word you actually yeah. said. Leave it in. Nugget. Oh, I said nugget. Yeah, Rod, come on, man. Quit being a nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Neg. Dude, if he was black, you couldn't say his fucking last name. Oh, no way. Oh, dude. Ronald N. Ronald. Yeah. Nice man. Yeah, Imagine yeah, the no NFL way. draft. Mr. <laughs> nugget. What'd you just call me? He just stands on stage sweating. Uh, say his fucking name, bigot. <laughs> For the first pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the mm-hmm. Cleveland Cavaliers select, <laughs> and he like looks around all nervous, sweating. <laughs> Ron Nugget. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, I like how the Cavs still have the first pick. Fucking <laughs> I know, dude. Years from now. Uh. So Peggy, she's not feeling good, and she doesn't want to ride the bus home, which is understandable. And so she hitches a ride back with her friend and fellow classmate, Ron Neggett. <laughs> and Ron Ron drives her the three miles from the school to the apartment. He pulls up to her boarding house and drops her off, and then he watches her walk to the door of her boarding house, which there was a street lamp right there, so he could see her walk to the door and everything. It had clear sight. And he didn't watch her go in. He just takes off as soon as he sees that she's at the door. And then I really like this part. According to the article, he was, quote, eager to meet his buddies at the 7-Eleven club. So he took off before watching her go inside because he really wanted to meet up with his buddies at the 7-Eleven club, which is is a bar, unfortunately, and not some sweet club where they just Uh hang out enjoying big gulps. Dude, that's really what I thought it was. (laughs) We should start a Seven Eleven club. Yeah. Enjoying big ups and then talking to Indian dudes. Like that'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
And that's not even racist. You can't find one that there's no fucking Indian dude working in. Isn't there a band called like 7-Eleven or something? Uh, probably. It's like a Disney band? <laughs> I feel like oh, shit. Either. No, it's uh, it's S Club 7. Is that uh, a band? Oh, shit. No, it's a uh, Fozzy. <laughs> Fozzy, <laughs> dude. Jericho. So the 7-Eleven, it, the 7-Eleven Club is a bar. It's not actually a cool big gulp hangout group. But Ron, he uh, he's eager to go meet up with his boys. So as soon as he drops her off and sees her walking towards the door, he leaves, and he ends up arriving at the 7-Eleven Club at around 9.30 or so. So it's believed, I think he said he dropped her off like a little after 9. So around the same time at 9.30 p.m., so he drops her off around 9, he gets to the bar at 9.30, and then at 9.30 p.m., the Carols, which were Peggy's roommates, they both arrive back at the boarding house, and together with the house mothers, they're kind of just sitting up waiting around for Peggy to arrive back. So they're kind of like, well, you know, she got a ride home. We took the bus. She should have got here like way before us. So they're kind of getting a little bit worried. Yeah. Now we cut to Woodruff Avenue, Woodruff, Woodruff, which is near the Ohio State campus. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, put that the 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 Ohio State campus, yeah, which I heard they're Michigan. trying to fucking like copyright that. They did. No, they did. Yeah. How? I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking know how. Especially remember- when like there was other ones. Like there's other colleges that did that. Like I've started the 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 before them. Do you remember when uh Dayton beat them in basketball and uh the newspaper? It said the University of Dayton, and the took up like half the newspaper oh page. Oh my god! Yes. yes, that's amazing. So now we're going to cut across to Woodruff Avenue near the Ohio State campus, and college student Gary Antko, I think his name is how you pronounce it. Gary, he had been sp- <laughs> like how he said Gary, like that's the word I didn't know how to pronounce. <laughs> you <laughs> know, Gary. Gary. It must. It must be Gary. Uh, But Gary, he had been spending the day moving into a new apartment with two of his friends. And inside the apartment, one of his roommates, he's already in his pajamas getting ready for the night to end. And that's when he realizes, oh, fuck. I left the windows rolled down in my 1953 Buick. Ooh, Buick. And the Buick, it was parked near a garage in the alley. And since he was already in his PJs, Gary, being the good dude that he is, he volunteered to go out there and roll the windows up for him. Okay, that's nice. Good guy. And this would have been around 11.30 p.m. at night whenever Gary goes outside. And that would also be around the same time that he makes a grim discovery. (gasps) Gary. (laughs) (laughs) Fallout, dude. (laughs) Gary. So the garage that the Buick was parked near, it was a large garage that could hold six cars, but it... It had been mostly empty throughout the day. And if you go on uh, the websites we mentioned for the sources, I think Columbus Monthly, which... I don't know. My, I can't remember which one is in exactly, but they have pictures of the garage and everything like that. So Gary, he's walking toward the garage, and with the light of the moon or a nearby street lamp, they said something that was reflecting off light or reflecting light. He saw something on the cement of the garage that he couldn't quite make it out. Make out what it was, but the light was reflecting off it. Yeah. And at first, he thought maybe it was just some scrap or a sack or something. But when he got closer, he noticed that what he saw, there were actually two of them now that were um, reflecting light. And still unable to make out exactly what it was, he got a little bit closer. And that's when he realized he was looking at a pair of pale human legs. Whoa. I mean, they were connected to a body, but he didn't see the body. He only saw the legs. Yeah. 
And as soon as he saw that, he didn't look anymore. He just saw the legs and he took off running. He was panicked because it's not every day that you just stumble across a dead body. Unless you're mine and Toof's high school (laughs) English teacher that found three dead bodies on three separate occasions. Fucking insane. They should make a movie about that lady. Yeah, she's nuts, dude. So Gary, he then runs into his apartment and he yells to his friend, quote, I hope it's my imagination, but I think there's a body in the garage. And it was just my imagination running away with me. And the group of friends, they don't have a phone in their apartment. So they drive down to a nearby diner and then they contact the police from there. Mm. And then about 15 minutes later, the officers show up to the garage to investigate. And that is when they find the body of a young woman. Okay. Creepy stuff. Legs first. And Peggy, she was still wearing her secretary's attire. She had a white blouse buttoned to the top a brown sweater over it, and then also a tan skirt and a red coat. She had on her Steubenville Catholic Central High School class ring. She was also wearing a silver watch, and then her brown curly hair. She also had a small black bow that was pinned in it. And after investigating and looking over the body, turns out Peggy had been shot three times in the face. Oh, wow. And then, with the positioning of her clothes, they also assumed that she had been sexually assaulted. Ugh. And the autopsy would show that the bullet wounds in her face were from a small caliber weapon, and also that she had a jagged wound near her hairline. And the detectives, they believed that that jagged wound, it was either from where she fell after being shot, or the killer had also pistol whipped her. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. Was it a jagged wound or was it more like a lightning-shaped scar? Oh, fuck. In her hairline? <laughs> God, fucking dude. Voldemort, dude. Oh, dude. He's learned how to use guns. We're fucked. Fuck. <laughs> you thought it was your father, but it was you all along, Harry. <laughs> yeah, so whoever did this, whoever killed Peggy, shot her three times in the face. And then also, there was another bullet hole that was found on the collar of her coat. So whoever did this shot at her four times, hitting three times, and then... Either pistol whipped her in the head, or she fell and hit her head. Mm. Either way, pretty brutal, pretty unnecessary. Yeah, for sure. And here's another quote from Columbus Monthly. It is a couple of sentences long, but I am reading it because there is a part of it that kind of contradicts with a little bit of information. Like, Mm. one of the sources say they believe that she was sexually assaulted, and then there's a reason why they're going to believe that, but then, yeah, there's part of a quote that just doesn't really make sense. So here we go. Quote, the palms of her hands were dirty, but her short nails were clean. There was black dust on the soles of both her feet, even though her left shoe was still in place. Both her girdle and underwear had been ripped, and her garter had been torn off. Her slip had been rolled up. Semen was found on the back of her skirt, though the autopsy determined she hadn't been raped. Hmm. Which... You like jerk it on. I mean, it sounds like a fucking rape. Sounds like she was raped. The guy's penis was too small to enter her, so he jerked off on top of her. It was Andrew, case closed. (laughs) Oh, God. You say her palms were dirty or her palms were sweaty? (laughs) 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 Sorry. I'm sorry. God, dude. (laughs) Uh. Because, I mean, if there there was vomit on her sweater at all, I know who did it. (laughs) So, one source say that she was sexually assaulted. So maybe she, I mean, there there was semen on the back of her skirt and all of her underwear. Everything was ripped off from pretty much the waist down. So something happened. The young woman would soon be identified as 19-year-old Peggy Andrews. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. 
At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And Peggy's purse was thrown about in the garage, and she was also wearing a long red coat that was covered in dirt. And then also, behind her boarding house, all of her school books, they were neatly stacked up. So they weren't just like thrown about or anything. Hmm. Like back at the boarding house where she was dropped off outside the door, or it might have been out back, I can't remember. All of her school books were left neatly stacked. Like almost like she sat them there and then left? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. That's what they think. Yeah, that's crazy. And not only that, but one of Carol's friends, before she got on the bus and before Peggy was going to leave with Ron, she gave Peggy a bag and she's like, hey, since you're going home, so I don't have to take this on the bus with me, could you take this bag, please? And the bag was from when she like went shopping earlier or something. But that bag was left near the yeah, stack of books also. Mm. Probably did have a bunch of weed. Mr. Sesame Seed, <laughs> there's something wrong with your bag. That song sucks. It's more seed than it's weed. <laughs> <laughs> So so there's a stack of books, and then the bag that uh, Peggy got from Carol that had shopping stuff in it. Those were left neatly. But where Peggy's body was found, all the stuff in her purse was thrown about the garage. So it's a little weird. Here is another quote, and this is from Detective Farbacher. Oh, I think that's yeah. his... Um, oh, uh, never mind. It's going to be a <laughs> fart knocker joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mine was going to be that he could just knock on doors from really far away. Far knocker. <laughs> it's F A R B A C H E R. That's gotta be far farbacher farbacher farbacher. Yeah, it's gotta be farbacher. Hey, you want me to play a center field? Is this all right? Don't go farbacher. Okay, that's not even gonna be good. <laughs> that's not even a good joke at all. He uh, was in um, that movie with uh Al Pacino. No, no, <laughs> fuck's the other guy, Robert De Niro. That's it. Meet the far knockers. there's no way that movie would have had the success it did if the name of it was meet the fart knockers there's no way we would have watched it because farts in movies i don't laugh at any fake fart noise in movies like they're so not funny you don't laugh at the fart scene in (laughs) scooby-doo i haven't seen it i'm guessing it sucks i'm gonna look it up right now it's in the movie it's fucking bad there's a scene where scooby and shaggy have like a fart off it's fucking bad oh god that already sounds crazy. the movie itself is fucking terrible the video i'm loading is scooby-doo 2002 fart scene in parentheses second most viewed video i hope (laughs) that means of the entire video collection ever yeah like it's viewed more than the jfk assassination (laughs) Oh my god, this is Imagine awful. uploading that and making like you're a millionaire off the fucking uh all the ad money you make from it and shit. Off the <laughs> Scooby Doo fart. You make more money than the fucking movie itself from YouTube. <laughs> Dad, where did we get all our money? <laughs> <laughs> well son. <laughs> oh my god, this is bad, dude. I mean I didn't recommend you do that. It's fucking dude, th- that those movies are fucking terrible. And they didn't <laughs> have to be. Some of the casting yeah. was really good. Yeah, it could have been good. <laughs> I'm fucking laughing now, dude. Not at the fart, just because <laughs> it's just. Oh man, it's I'm embarrassed. I laughed at that. Words. 
So Detective Farbacher says, quote, It's unique because the items were all piled up. It's not like they were scattered everywhere. Their theory at the time, and I think it's probably correct, is she walked down that walkway to go to the back of the house. She gets confronted back there by a person with a gun who probably ordered her to put that stuff down and come with me and then took her up the alley to where she was ultimately killed. Yeah, that makes makes sense. sense. Sounds like what, what probably happened. Yeah. And in the newspaper, a couple days later, there is a letter, which is a pretty fucking badass letter. Like, this is a hardcore, pretty badass letter from the Columbus Dispatch. It is a little bit long, but this is what it is. It is titled, Open Letter to Slayer of Coed. To the killer of Mary Margaret Andrews, we know you are frightened and we know you need help. You've had nearly 100 hours of terror, such as only the hunted animal may know, but the hunted animal does not have your memories of a young girl vibrantly alive, then suddenly dead in a darkened alley. No matter how long you elude police, you will not escape yourself waking or sleeping for one moment. Mary's mother says she has, quote, no bitterness toward the man who killed her, but this compassionate woman does beg you to, quote, turn yourself in so no other girl is harmed. If you do not surrender, the hours you've just passed through are only the initiation to a personal hell from which you'll never escape. If you are afraid to call the police, call the dispatch. Ask for the city editor. He will arrange for your surrender in the presence of dispatch newsmen who will ensure that you are taken into proper custody without harm. If you feel you first want to secure an attorney, you may telephone the Columbus Bar Association at 40 South 3rd Street. And that was from the Columbus Dispatch on September 25th, 1962. Damn, that is badass. But yeah, dude, that's uh, that's a pretty good one. I like how it was in the fucking newspaper. They're just like, if you do not surrender, the hours you've just passed through are only the initiation to a personal hell from which you'll never escape. I mean, yeah, because that was pretty cool. Like, who can live with killing somebody yeah dude something sexual happened i mean he fucking he nutted on her skirt yeah but he shot her three times in the face so it's not like it was like a miss like he did it and maybe it was like oh fuck what happened or like an accident because he he fucking fired three shots yeah he knew what the fuck he was doing so the police they speak to all of her friends and everyone that was in her life but almost everyone that she knows gets cleared as suspects quote With the previous theory in mind, detectives began to piece together the puzzle. First, they questioned the two men who reported her body, also students at Columbus Business University. Investigators summarized the interview this way, quote, Both of these subjects were thoroughly checked out and their stories have been sustained that they just recently moved into this address. Both subjects are very straightforward with their story and apparently very frightened by their experience. Eventually, the men agreed to take polygraph tests, and both of them passed. So that would have been Gary and his friend inside. And then next, the police, they decide they want to talk to the last person that was known to have seen Peggy alive, Ron Neggett. (laughs) 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 Quote, he told detectives he'd only known Peggy for a month or two, and they were friendly but not romantically involved. Investigators thoroughly searched his car, removing hubcats, hubcaps, and scouring the vehicle inside and out, looking for clues. He passed both a polygraph and a, is it paraffin test? Is that what it's called? The gun residue test? Oh, uh, yeah, I think sounds it is. about right. I thought it was a proficiency test. He failed a science, but he got it the next year, so we're good. Dude, is that what a fucking penguin's called? 
a paraffin or something like that? Um, something close to that. Yeah. So he passed both a polygraph and a paraffin test, which at the time was the most accurate way of determining whether a person had recently fired a gun. So Ron Neggett, he is cleared as well. And then the detectives next, they spoke with over 60 sex offenders in the Columbus area by the end of the first week. And then if there's anyone on the streets they thought looked a little bit suspicious, they would question them as well, bring them back to the station and talk to them and question them. So it really does sound like they were fucking going out of their way to try to figure out who did this. They talked to, like, everyone. Yeah, they were pretty pissed that it wasn't Ron because they really thought it was him. <laughs> and, uh, like, after they like he was cleared, this is so fucking stupid. But after he was cleared, they're like, you know what, Ron, Nay, get out of here. <laughs> they, they kept changing his name. They're like, you, are you sure it wasn't you, Ron Nagun? That's not even funny at all. I love are you it. sure you didn't fire that gun, Ron Nagun? Gun Nagun? It's not even funny. They just start calling him gun. Like, that doesn't even rhyme with Ron. Oh, yeah, it does. Don't change your testimony later, you'll be... Or you'll be reneging. Renege it. Renege it. I got a pretty long quote right here to read. It's like three paragraphs. I didn't want to. I mean, I was going to rewrite it, but it would have just ended up being almost the exact same. <laughs> so we're just taking this straight from straight from the article. Quote, police began investigating a connection between the killing and a crime that happened nearby the night before. A woman on Alden Avenue, less than a mile from where Peggy was found, reported being accosted in front of her home by a man with a gun. The man ordered her inside and forced her to perform a sex act. Uh, 1962 was fucking, was Sean Gray born yet? I don't remember. Oh, Jesus. What are you fucking hiding the fucking couch? Yeah. So the only reason we're laughing, if you haven't listened to the last episode, Sean Gray, a huge piece of shit, pretty much did this exact same thing, but he would hide in the couch for like days so the man ordered her inside and forced her to perform a sex act at some point during the incident she shouted for help to a roommate who emerged from his room to confront the attacker who then fired two shots before running away oh shit did you have this girl's name no oh because i just want to point out almost every name you said in this like somewhere there's a letter g there's a lot of fucking g's margaret peggy and then nigget. Like, fuck. There's a lot of G's in this. And strangely enough, they're all white people. Yeah. Okay, that was funny. <laughs> okay. That was stupid. This is a G unit. So Blaze. <laughs> One less G in the hood. That's right. <laughs> the Citizen Journal published a sketch of the man suspected in the crime based on a description the victim provided. It was a white man with a small build, young. Uh, he was last seen in a bagel shop. Oh, fuck yeah, <laughs> dude. Yes. Actually, he was last seen getting his ass beat by nails. <laughs> fuck yeah. And within days, Columbus police received 250 phone calls from area residents with tips, and 10 detectives were then assigned to investigate these leads. The bullets found in Peggy's body and those recovered from the scene of the sexual assault on Alden Avenue were sent to the FBI for underwater ballistics testing to determine whether they were fired from the same gun. Tests were inconclusive, but the bullets displayed similar characteristics linking them, like the number and size of lands and grooves imprinted when the gun was fired. Still, the weapon was missing. So that's pretty interesting. The day before Peggy got murdered... The same thing almost happened to another woman. 
and with the same same bullets, same type of gun. And then a little over a year later, something interesting happens. In October of 1963, a .22 caliber pistol was found in a university district drain spout. And there would be testing on the gun, and it turns out that this gun is believed to have been linked to both crimes, and it is believed that this was the actual gun that was in fact used in both crimes. However, that is not 100% certain. Quote, and this is from Detective Farbacher again, All the characteristics of the gun are very consistent with the rounds that were, that were recovered from Peggy. They believe that it was the gun that was used to kill her. Nobody could get up in court and say, yes, that was definitely it, but it has all the characteristics. So it is a twenty-two handgun that is hidden in the area, like left behind hidden in a drain pretty much in the area where these crimes were committed. The bad news though, however, this case is an unsolved case. Aw. So, ah, so the police, they do, seems like they did put in a shit ton of work. They had a lot of information. However, nothing really ever came of it. They had different encounters and interviews and questions with thousands of people. They even administered like a bunch of lie detector tests. They collected all the newspaper clippings about the murder, about the two attacks. They had tons of documents, interviews, summaries of possible suspects, crime scene photos. They had a ton of information, tons of questions, and just no answers, unfortunately. And one more quote from Detective Farbacher. Quote, It's an interesting case because there's a lot of physical evidence left behind, though it's from 1962. Here's a case where it's good, which is a rarity. It's not uncommon for evidence this old to have been lost or rendered useless by faulty preservation methods. And for 10 years or so after this happened, into the early 70s, it was like a really hot case. But eventually, they would just run out of steam. Like, they would have no leads, no new information, nothing to go on. And like other cases where that happens, they tend to just shelve it and start working on other crimes, and it just becomes a cold case. I kind of feel them on that. About 10 seconds into sex, I usually run out of steam, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And then does. you open your laptop up, and you <laughs> open up steam. <laughs> I never we run play out of some- that. We fucking play some Team Fortress too, baby. <laughs> do, you, do you go any more into the de- detective at all? Like, like about like the rest of his life? Yeah, we go pretty far, Bacher, into it. Oh, uh, I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna talk about his. I was gonna talk about his really like, like just great stellar uh, career as an NBA center. <laughs> yeah. Far blocker. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 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 you did all right. So this case pretty much is kind of. Just put in a folder and left away until the year 2000. Mm, shit. In the year 2000. <laughs> in the year 2000. <laughs> the oh I can't wait to look at the waves and your audacity from that. So detectives, they decided that they wanted to take a fresh look at the unsolved murder case. Maybe a new look will reveal something that they missed previously. And so next, the detectives, they go over a bunch of the photographs, documents, all the things like that. And that's when they realize that they still have Peggy's clothes from that day. Wow. Next, they had the clothes sent to the Ohio Bureau of Investigation's crime lab to get some testing done. And that's where a genetic material was extracted from the clothes and then sent to the FBI to obtain a DNA profile because the killer had spunked on the skirt. 
So they had his, the killer's DNA, they had his semen. I've never seen anyone keep around fucking clothes they cummed in, or clothes that have been cummed in for 30 years besides us. <laughs> besides your fucking, come on, come on, come on, come on, come in my side. Fuck yeah, come in my side. I don't want or, you to know. No, Kevin. <laughs> or grandma's blanket. Kevin, don't touch that. Dead grandma. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Damn, dude, you come in a lot of clothes, doof. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> you're you're one of those real boys. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I've got it's such a bad <laughs> it's such a bad <laughs> habit that I even bought a manual car and I started coming in that too because I like to come <laughs> in the clutch. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember that dude who had a relationship with this car? Like he he was like telling his dad about it. He's like, yeah, it's um, you know, we pretty much. We have a relationship. And his dad's like, well, how do you guys like do it? Because he talks about how he has sex. Yeah. He's like, well, it's mostly just a lot of me rubbing the car and oh, masturbating. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I yes, I do remember myself, Kevin. Thanks. But uh, sometimes he does it in the tailpipe. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Ain't gonna, what's he say? Ain't gonna fall for no banana in my tailpipe. <laughs> oh, he fucking, he, his car fell for it all right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, but the dude would just like lay under the car and just like kiss it and stuff. And he would talk about how like he wouldn't go like on far vacations or drive far away because he would miss his car. Oh, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's like, well, I'm sorry. What were you saying? I was going to say it's legit. Like when SpongeBob got that boat. He like fucking like takes like his socks out there. Like like (laughs) has a has a fucking car where where the socks and all that shit. Yeah, dude. It's a um, shit. What car is it? Oh, he named the car Chase. Oh. He's like kissing the hood and shit. He said he's in a committed relationship. It might be Illumina. Oh my god, yes. What a shit. Yeah, it's a fucking Lumina. God, dude. Imagine like fucking a car and it's a fucking Lumina. That's pretty much like fucking me. (laughs) (laughs) It's a fucking Lumina. Okay, where were we? Man, we've been getting distracted a lot this episode. It's good. It's good stuff. Fucking me is like fucking the Kia Cube. <laughs> well, <yeah. laughs> the good news is we have the murderer's DNA. The bad news is, quote, the profile was also submitted to the Federal Combined DNA Index System, CODIS, which compares DNA samples obtained at a crime scene to a national database of DNA profiles contributed by federal, state, and local participating forensic laboratories. But there was no positive match. Damn. And sadly, sadly, all they can really do now is wait and hope for a match one day. So it's it's a bummer. Um, Time's running out. Yeah, they're not going to get a match. Chances are the killer is probably dead. I yeah, because this happened back in 1962. Yeah, he would have, he would have probably been. I mean, who knows how old he was? Like yeah, he, could have, he yeah. could have been in his fucking fifties then or something. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, we do have a a couple more quotes from Farbacher. Forgot. He says, "Quote: Is it possible this person has been arrested and never swabbed for DNA? Yes. Is it possible they're out there and have never been locked up before? Yes." Is it possible that the person who committed this crime is deceased? Yes, that's all possible. You can have a drug-related murder where the person who is a drug dealer is going to eliminate the competition. You could have a domestic homicide. You could have something out of revenge. We talk about a true victim, and that's what she was. She was a true victim. This woman did absolutely nothing, which I don't really like this end part of this quote, but he says... 
This woman did absolutely nothing to put herself. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I read it as she did absolutely nothing but put herself. That's what I was reading is that. Oh, shit. Yeah. The actual quote is this woman did absolutely nothing to put herself in a position to become a homicide victim. And sadly, she became that. Yeah, she sounded like such a good person. She didn't fucking do anything wrong. And just because there was a horny guy with a gun, she had to die. Fucking sick fuck. Yeah. This case, there are nearly 800 unsolved homicide cases in Columbus dating back to 1955. This is a quote. And it is the second oldest case on that list. So this is the second oldest unsolved homicide case in Columbus since 1955. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, and that is everything we have on the case, the mysterious murder, unsolved mysterious murder of Peggy Andrews. I say it's actually older than lamer than all of our jokes. Well, yeah, lamer, that's kind of stupid. There's like an after credit scene to this story, though, where uh, Detective Farbacher got so sick of people like not being able to say his name because of how long <laughs> it was, and he also <laughs> decided to change careers. And continue his lifelong dream of uh, starting a popcorn company. <laughs> With his buddy, Rick. So he changed his name. <laughs> so this is going to be Far Popper. <laughs> to uh, Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> wow, dude. My joke, I completely fucked it up. I was thinking of the bass guitar, Rickenbacher. <laughs> oh, oh, so okay. I was thinking, I, was, I got the popcorn name mixed with that. Oh, fuck yeah. I still like it. Also, they got all the people from this story together and made a team, and they called that lineup the G-string. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good There's one, dude. There's so many Gs, man. Yeah, dude. All right. Anything? Any comments or questions or any thoughts you want to mention about this case before we uh, get on to our thank yous and Patreon shoutouts? I mean, part, part of me thinks it somehow was the guy that dropped her off. Like, Ron? I- yeah, I don't know why because he he got off, but like I don't know, they probably didn't take his like DNA or anything. But I mean, he was the last one to see her alive. Yeah, I'm with Timmy I on think, that one. Yeah, like, but he didn't he didn't match the because uh, there was a witness. That's remember? true. Yeah, yeah. Well, well if they this, were the same, we don't know sh- for sure they were shitness. actually the same. A shitness. <laughs> All right. uh, but it was know, like, uh, Schindler's List. <laughs> I mean, because besides that, we have no uh, nothing else to go off of besides it just being a random guy. Out of also, anybody that was in the story that we know of, I think like he has to be like at least the main suspect out of those people. So, alrighty, well, uh, before we all do our little closing shit, I do have a couple thank yous. As always, we want to thank our uh, our other brother, Brooklyn John, Brooklyn, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Always an honor to uh, give him a shout out. He does a lot for the show, and we appreciate him. Also, I feel like I take advantage of these guys listening to our show and i don't mention them enough but the last bandoleros the fucking bash brothers in there man they're yeah they're super badass they're super nice i don't know why they listen to this show but it means the absolute world to us and they jam together for our outro music and it's super fucking awesome and badass so yeah we really appreciate it guys that's um that's super cool yeah hopefully they play in ohio soon we can go see them Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that'd be badass. And then we have two Patreon shout-outs. Our first one is Sean Barletta, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right. But Sean is fucking awesome. He's on Snapchat. He always sends his funny shit, and he always sends snaps of like him listening to the podcast. And he's just a super cool dude. So, hell yeah, thank you for signing up. 
And we'll probably invite him to the Snapchat group whether he wants to be in it or not because, I don't know, we need friends. We have no one. That is true. We need them. We need as many as we can get. It's like peanut butter cookies. We just want as many as we can get. All of them. I mean, I don't, but yeah, you guys can have them. Yeah, all of them. You drive past a cemetery, how many people are are dead in that cemetery? All of them, too. <laughs> yeah. How many people can you fucking use their clothes to come in that cemetery? All of them. They're all wearing clothes. All of them. All of them. They don't need that tie. What are they going to do with it? I want all of them. <laughs> well, I guess Jeffrey Epstein needed his. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> hell yeah. Uh, let's think of a good Jeffrey Epstein joke to follow up with that one. If you call little kids birds, I guess you could say the story of Jeffrey Epstein in that cell was to kill a cock and bird. <laughs> okay, I like that. That works. I like it. That's good. Uh and then uh, they also, I guess, Jared Fogle was also killed in the cell nearby, and so they changed it to to kill a cock and turd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and now yeah. for our final Patreon shout-out, we have John Meredith, and John is super fucking cool as well. He always sends us funny shit on Twitter, and, and he, he listened to like, all of our episodes real fast. Like a week ago, I think he said, "Like, oh, I'm caught up, except for like a couple months ago." And then soon, he just was fucking done. So hell yeah! He also sends us shit on uh, Twitter all the time, and he got a stand-up comedian, which I don't know who she is to be honest, but I told him I would check her out. He sent a message saying, "Like, um, the boys at Bros Commonplace need a real boost for their podcast. Show them the love I show you weekly." And he sent it to her. And then she, he also tagged Zach Ward, which oh, we fucking love. Fuck yeah. But yeah, but the, the comedians, the female comedian, her name is Judy Gold. I don't, I don't, I've never checked mm-hmm. her out, but I'm going to check out some of her stuff. She retweeted it. So that was cool. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, thanks. That's awesome. Yeah. God, please yeah, let Zach dude. Ward show up. Hashtag return of the king. Dude, he's fucking awesome, dude. He follows us and we follow him, but I don't know if it's just one of those things where they just follow millions of people or not. I mean, he does, but, you know, he's awesome. I love Zach Ward. Fucking Titus. Dude, going to see Freddy vs. Jason like five times only because he was in it. Oh, that's Zach Specifically. Wardus. Yeah, he was Dave on Titus. That's because everybody forgot. Oh, yeah, you didn't forget about me, did you? <laughs> oh, that's right. Everybody <laughs> forgot. He does the fucking hands thing. Yeah, that's so oh. funny. Uh, dude, people just staring at us because we're all laughing in the movie theater as loud <laughs> yeah, as we dude, can. I'll never forget. They first show the Polaroid. The brothers looking at the Polaroid, and you see Dave in it. We're like, "Oh my fucking god, that's Dave!" <laughs> it's All like right, we, anything. It's like we do the end of the Bill Nye song, but we do a Dave instead. Dave, Dave, <laughs> Dave, Dave. All righty, do it to it, brother. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Brothers Commonplace. If you'd like to support us, you can check us out on social media. Uh, check out our Snapchat group. Uh, well, you can. Uh, Message Kevin. What's your username on there again, Kevin? My Snapchat is kgreen6337. And if you're friends with us already on there, just send me a message. I'll add you to the group. And if you want to join the group and you're not friends with us yet, just add kgreen6337 and I will add you to the group. Hell yeah. So join us there for some fun jokes and discussion throughout the week. Um, Yes. There's still a shell of a Facebook running and there's a twitter and an instagram um you can email us brothers commonplace at gmail.com leave us a review and a rating wherever you check out the podcast um we're still trying to get into the top charts on apple Podcasts, so if you can do it there we appreciate it and uh 
We're still trying to get to 10,000 YouTube subscribers, so go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Yes. And the, the cherry on top is our Patreon, where you can sign up for a dollar a month or five bucks a month. And uh, do both levels get the bonus episodes? Yeah, so whether you um, donate $1 a month or $5 a month or... Well, I don't want to say names. We have we have like a couple of people that donate way more than one or five, which no one has to do. That's so unnecessary. We don't deserve it, but we super appreciate it. So if but you do totally one dollar cool, a month, I'm gonna mail you out some stickers, and you're gonna get all of our bonus stuff, which we have slacked on the last couple of weeks. Like we put f- we try to put two to four bonus episodes out a month. I am editing one currently, so hopefully when you hear this, it'll already be up. So but yeah, you'll get it. If you give us more than five bucks a month, we become like your personal harem of concubines. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. We actually let you pick anyone and we'll kill them as well. <laughs> so everybody so. just picks Andrew, so we just eh. revive him and kill him again. Well, we let them pick anyone but uh, but my father, God, or my boss. Yeah, <laughs> or Epstein. <laughs> yeah, that we, was yeah, an accident. Yeah, that wasn't us. Um, but yeah, so the $1 a month will send you stickers and you get all of our bonus episodes. $5 a month is the exact same thing, except you also get a shout out at the end of the episode. So if you just want to give a dollar, I completely understand. The $5 just helps us out a little bit more and you get a shout out. But we're just happy anyone even listens and signs up for this stuff. So it's just, yeah, we're super thankful. So thank you so much. You could do the one dollar yourself and then go blackmail like ten people and get them to yes. do the one dollar. Yeah. And that's yes. the equivalent of like eleven dollars. Yeah, I mean just do that. <laughs> uh yeah, and uh special thanks to everyone that has left us a review, subscribed, and shared the podcast with your friends. And like Spence mentioned, we are trying to be on the charts so it gets us noticed we get some more listeners so if you haven't listened or if you haven't subscribed i mean or left us a review if you could do that that would really help us out it's super annoying to do i understand and it's i don't know it's it's a dumb system i don't i don't understand the itunes system at all honestly or how any of that shit works but hopefully uh yeah, we move up in the charts. That'd be cool. And thank you to everyone that signed up for our Patreon. It is just patreon.com slash the Brothers Commonplace, I think. I, I think that's it for me. Let us know your ideas for the whole Sober October thing. I mean, we'll need a different name. I don't want to 100% rip off the Joe Rogan podcast, which, I mean, that's not just them, but they definitely have made it famous, more popular. But they do like a competition with each other. Which I don't want it to be a competition. I just want it to be like a month where we do something to better ourselves and then get the our fucking listeners if they want to go along with us and do it. And that'd be awesome too. I mean, I have no idea what we're going to do yet. We'll have to decide, but we got a month. We could do a month of cold showers. Oh, I love... Oh, I just started working out again because I'm trying to lose some weight, get back in shape. And yeah, I end each each workout when I come home and take an ice cold Viking shower. It's the shit. Well, you do know the easiest way to losing weight, right? I've been eating clean, counting my calories, and working out. Doing God, pretty good. You fool! The easiest way to lose weight is to buy a fast pass. Because <laughs> you lose that weight. Uh, Cedar Point, you don't have to wait in line. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Tooth. I love that. 
that be that would be a funny picture for their fast pass if it showed like a fat guy and it said lose the weight. Oh, I did have something to mention. Um, we try to do not really lesser known, but I try to stay away from the really big popular cases only because they've been done so much and I can't really add anything to it. Like it's not like I have new information or anything. You're just gonna get the same information just with jokes from us. So. We have gotten a lot of requests for some bigger ones, though. So I think maybe every 20, 10, 20 or so episodes, I don't know, for like milestone episodes, maybe we'll do like a bigger case. Because we have had uh, Catherine Knight requested a lot, as well as Ed Gein. Like those two have been requested probably the most. So whatever our next milestone episodes are, we'll probably maybe do those. Let's do Catherine Knight since I have no idea what the fuck that even is. Oh, dude. She is, uh, she's fucking, uh... She's a babe, and I nutted on her. Oh, my God. No, she is not a babe. (laughs) She is fucking... Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. It's It's fucking... It's crazy, dude. Uh, Wait, is she that fucking movie monster? Nope. Oh, okay. That's Eileen Warnos. But, uh, we could, uh... What a babe. We could do... You're talking about milestones. We can do it maybe the night that I lose my virginity, when when that eventually (laughs) happens. So, uh... We can do it then. yeah, dude. Episode one hundred. Yeah, two dude, was, and do it. The night we all lost our Andrew virginity. Oh fuck yeah, we did. <laughs> uh Tooth, my my boy, my my good friend. Do you have any words of wisdom to give to these wonderful listeners? You know, I got might got maybe got one. Um <laughs> that sounded like Andrew. Like I got maybe I got. <laughs> so uh did I do the WWE one yet? Uh, I don't know. All right, cool. This is the stupidest one then. So a while back, me and Andrew joined the WWE World Wrestling Entertainment. Nice. Wrestling, boys. And uh, we're looking for success, you know. We don't want to just go there to be fucking losers. <laughs> so uh, we decided to form like a pack, a group, or a wrestling lingo, a stable, as you could say. Because, you know, strength in numbers. Yeah. Well, uh, we need to come up with gimmicks for our for our characters. So uh, my name is Times, and uh, I try to my gimmick is I try and freeze time, and that's when I attack. Doesn't really work that well. Um, Andrew, his name is uh, new because he's always comes oh up with these God. crazy new things you've I, never seen before. Shut the fuck up, Kevin. I already knew. as soon as you said Times, times I yeah. knew this was going to be the punchline. Yeah. Well, going. ever since the Shield broke up and they've been looking for new partners. <laughs> So, we formed a group with Roman Reigns where we uh, we go into the crowd with wrestling signs and uh, we help correct their font and punctuations. <laughs> and our group's called New Times Roman. <laughs> Immediately with times. Hell yeah. That's it. And, and then Andrew, he just comes out and he says, I'm the guy. <laughs> Andrew no, comes yeah. out and he does the splits and everyone sees his pink sock everywhere. <laughs> pink sock. Right. I don't remember what his uh, what's he say? I'm not a I'm not a bad guy. Or I'm not, I'm not, not the guy. bad guy. I'm, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. Yeah, dude. That's what Andrew says. <laughs> yeah. And then he calls everybody tater tot. He he has a trapper keeper and he opens it up and it's just fan fiction of Schindler's list. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> No one listens yeah. this far. Yeah, they do. Dude, Andrew, uh, dude, dude I love the better. Trapper Keeper thing. 
Andrew uh, unzips the front pouch of his Trapper Keeper, and he uh, he takes a book out and he takes a, a poop on it and he calls it Shitler's List. <laughs> uh, usually, usually, like if he was outside and he like had to go pee behind a tree, like hey, I'm gonna go take a Schindler's piss. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Andrew, he used to fucking just. He used to do this thing where he would go around to different places, like with di- to different friends even, and he would just fucking rip them off. Yeah, like he just knew exactly how to get the better deal and how to rip them all off. <laughs> and uh, swindlers list. So when Andrew was, he was working at uh, the bike <laughs> shop, and he had. <laughs> Yeah, this new bike just came out. He had to figure out, like, man, we got a lot of families ordering this bike. Hey, what happened to that paper? I had all the lists on, you know, Schwindler's. (laughs) 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 Fuck yeah. There's there's time. Holy shit, this isn't even funny. But there's that time that Andrew, like, he, like, was in that fire and stuff. And, like, like, he, he made out he was okay and stuff. But, like, the doctors, because this was, like, back in the olden times, you know, like, doctors didn't know all that much. They're like, hey, you know, just just write down, like, every place you got burned, and it was the skin burns list. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, I'm done. uh, Bullshit. (laughs) (sighs) That's good. That was a good good ending, boys. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. Be good. Stay safe. And laugh at the dark stuff. Hashtag boy pussy. Oh, oh. Fuck yeah. Oh, changing it up. Hashtag wild man. Hashtag wild woman. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Hashtag T Row Nutsack. Hashtag pretzel dogs. Hashtag thank you, Mark. Hashtag thank you, Mark. Wasn't his birthday recently? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hashtag happy birthday, Mark. Hashtag Australian Daniel. We love you, brother. Thank we you do. for getting all your uh, other friends and. and police buddies to listen to the podcast and yeah i'm excited dude that's cool that's awesome. that picture of him listening to episode 100 was the shit yeah that was fucking funny dude all on the computers i hope they needed those computers or something like, like their surveillance they... camera like surveillance <laughs> fucking He's screens like, no, and all, all these crimes <laughs> all these fucking crimes going off like for that moment, all of Australia was exposed to like nuclear attack or something because they he, weren't watching those. But he just let that happen so we'd have more shit to cover in Australia later. <laughs> I guarantee he would do that. Like if we covered every fucking true crime case.
Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit